0: just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And today I want to talk about a famous interview question. How do you manage multiple stakeholders? Now, here's the thing. Interviews can be absolutely nerve wracking, whether you're a junior or an executive. I see my clients, they uh, haven't interviewed for a couple of years and they're absolutely like waffle, don't know what to say. And they're very capable and very experienced in their job. So it's not, that is not the question. The question is in an interview, for some reason, they just get. All like tense, and they just struggle to articulate very clearly the answers to the questions. And when, it, when it's about their capability and their technical expertise, most people are okay. But when it comes down to something that they naturally do, something like stakeholder management, they're just like, they get lost. They think like, how do I build relationship? How do I do this? How how do I get the trust? Like, what is the process, Caroline? (laughs) So today, I want to give you a simple five step framework that you can take right away, just plug in your own stuff that you do and customize it to your own style, to your own approach. And it will actually be the answer to how do you manage multiple stakeholders, because it's such a critical question. So the first step that I want you to do is always um, say that you identify the different stakeholder groups so that's the first step step, identifying the different stakeholder groups you know that you have primary secondary and key stakeholders so and they're all important so what you need to do is like you start mapping out who is who who is the first the the premier secondary and uh, uh, the key stakeholders who is in each group and then what is their appetite For whatever you want to achieve, it's a change or is it like an educational piece or do they have to contribute to the certain project? What is their appetite? Like you have to really understand where they sit. So it's almost like a matrix mapping that you have to, to, to do. Like, okay, are they aware of the problem, not aware of the problem? Are they very eager to find the solution? So you start mapping out those different stakeholder groups. So that is the first step is identifying the different levels and really mapping them out about uh, their appetite. The second step is to meet and engage them, is to understand their drivers, what motivates them, what is their Priorities. What are they? Their priorities. What is their stress factor? What are they stressed about? Because before you can get people on board, you need to be able to really relate to them. So you really need to connect with them. Stakeholder management is not an A, B, C process like you like. Like you all know that you know how to do stakeholder management. So I'm just giving you the framework here. But you. So engagement is really important. Really setting that one-on-one meeting up with your your stakeholders or with your key stakeholders and so to make sure you know them you know their agenda you know their priorities you know what motivates them and you really like take the relationships a level deeper to really create that connection to really build that trust so that's the second step The third step is, like, of course, creating a communication plan. So making sure that you have a real good uh, identified communication frequency and a communication channel. Now, when you're dealing with multiple stakeholders, some stakeholders might be blue-collar, some stakeholders might be uh, very busy, uh, high-profile, uh, ministers. So you have to really adjust and adapt as a person that's really have to manage those multiple stakeholders to the, the different groups. So you have to make sure that your communication frequency is really adjusted to them and also the communication channel. So some people even they have a preference to like, if you have something to say, just pick up the phone and call me. Others say like, just send me an email if you if you want to catch up with me and I'll, I'll come back to you. So basically, that is step number three is your communication frequency and the channel. The step number four is basically an accountability framework and ideally with a little bit of space because basically we all know that that people sometimes just like miss deadlines and if you just like put an accountability framework on when they need to deliver certain things just like very uh, close to the deadline then you're going to freak out and have additional stress that you probably don't want so you want to put an accountability uh, framework in place with a little bit of room if possible to really Make sure they deliver on whatever it is that they are expected to deliver. So you set clear expectations and you build an accountability framework. And then the last part is an escalation, uh, as an escalation point. What to do when things go. Ape shit. Um, so where where to go? When to escalate it? To who to escalate it? So that everything is crystal clear. So basically, this is a framework that I want to give you. And like I said, you just can take this framework and plug it into your own approach and all in your own style. So you can actually use that in an interview because. Interviewing is so important. I always say to the people in my, uh, in my programs, like, interviewing is a skill. A skill you can learn and only way you learn something is by practice. It's like riding a bike. Like you can't learn to ride a bike by watching a YouTube video or by reading a book. No, no, you have to jump on the bike. You have to just fall off on your face a couple of times or scrape your knee or whatever you want you need to do before you actually master that. So you need to practice your interview skills. And here is really a gold nugget for you. What got you to a certain level won't get you to the next level. So don't really think like, hey, Caroline, I'm really good at interviewing. I get jobs like this. It's not because that happened in the past that it will happen now because, A, you might be looking at a different level. And the higher up you go in the corporate ladder the more competitive it gets, the more people that uh, will apply for, for that job that have the skills and experience. So that's basically making it more competitive for you. And here's another gold nugget for you. Everybody that goes to the interview has the capability to actually do the job. Otherwise, people wouldn't waste their time interviewing you. So they have the capability. So if you have over 15 years experience, an interview is not necessarily going to be about your capability and your ability to perform and do the job. It's going to be about your leadership style. It's about your strategic style. It's about your your uh, your uh, team leader style and so on. It's all these things combined. So What's really important and what see that a lot of people are struggling with uh, within my programs initially when they come to me is that when they go into an interview, they are still operations, executional, focused, functional focused, rather than really making the shift on really understanding like the commercial outputs, the leadership outputs, the strategic outputs, and really linking that in the interview. And of course, you have additional things like knowing how to navigate the interview, the psychology behind an interview, because there goes so much in an interview that you need to understand before you can actually show up and really being able to position and navigate uh, the interview process and position yourself as obvious candidate at the end of it so it's not about winging it anymore it's about understanding like what how to really build that trust give that confidence that you can do the job and not only that you can do the job that you can actually always also like really uh, achieve great results in the position And of course, don't give me, because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking now like, yeah, what about cultural fit and stuff like that? Of course, you have different elements. But when you go into an interview, you have to think about, okay, what do I have in control? I don't have, it's not in my control where their mindset is at. If they want to hire their best friend for the job, then it doesn't really matter if my interview skills are absolutely, wow, amazing. It's like if they want to hire their best friend in the job, then they're going to like be not completely present in the interview. If they just had a fight with their partner and it's really like nagging and they had in the morning and the first thing you had to interview, they might be not really fully uh, in the interview in NIDA. So you, th- those are the things you can't control. But what you do control is basically how you perform in the interview. And a lot of people that I see minimalize that. They think like, okay, yes, I gave the right answers to the questions, Caroline, I did a great job. And then they get a feedback of like, okay, we chose somebody with more industry experience, we chose somebody that's more strategic than you, you're really great, and you answered all the questions. But have you ever been in that situation? It sucks. And part of it is like that you weren't able to demonstrate certain things because so often people come back to me and say like oh I had the feedback that I wasn't strategic enough but like I gave this and this example but obviously you didn't give the confidence to them so it's about really making sure that that comes across and we do in a group we do weekly interview training because like I said interviewing is a skill skill you can learn and so we do weekly interview training, so you can actually hear the feedback straight away from me and from others. And in the group is all senior professionals that most of the time have been on the other side of the table also, so they know actually what to to look for. Yes, there are different industries, yes there might be different places geographically, but the feedback that they will give is feedback that's very constructive and will help you really transform in your uh, interview process. And in your... Ability to articulate yourself very clearly about your added value. Hope that makes sense. So my key lessons is besides the framework that I just gave to you guys, and you can just copy paste or just take and paste and just customize to to yourself. It's like interviewing the skill. Make sure you practice. Do not trust yourself on just winging it because times have changed and your approach needs to change too. All right. Hope that makes sense. If we are not connected on LinkedIn and you randomly came across this video, just connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm all about increasing uh, the connections and the people that I'm connected with so I can spread my message with more people. Uh, If you're interested in taking the next step with me, if you say like, Caroline, I've done trial and error all by myself. It hasn't worked out. Enough is enough. And now I need professional help. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you, I will pop a link below it's just going to be a very informal chat, just you and me to make sure that I understand what your situation is, every situation is different and I want to understand yours, what's holding you back what the roadblocks is, what your big dreams are, what your big vision is and it's okay too if you don't know what that is yet, because we can work on that also, and at the end of the call if working together is something for you, then we can talk about that too so i hope that makes sense and i hope that give you some inspiration about okay how this all would work and i will talk to you soon thank you so much see ya bye hope you enjoyed this episode of the career disruptors podcast if you did please head over to itunes and leave a review and if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how i can help you head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again, and I'll connect with you on the next episode.